0: A mysterious waterfall in England may actually give us clues to finally answering the question: Is magic real? Now we meet an old man whose peaceful retirement has been interrupted by invisible phantoms who live in his attic today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having not a great day, but I hope you guys are having a great day. I've actually been been lying to you the past two episodes when I said I was having a good day. I was hoping I could get rid of it. My back is killing me. I'm having some really bad back pain, back spasm, and it's so bad. I've been having a heating pad on it for so long. I gave myself a burn. I burned my back. With the heating pad, oh, oh. So, anyways, yeah. Sorry for lying to you for the past two days. I've been, you know, trying to be chipper, I'm trying to be chipper for you guys, but I'm in a lot of pain. I got my muscle relaxers and a bunch of Tylenol and ibuprofen. I'm just trying to do my thing. The only reason I say that is that if I do appear surly, I've been able to be normal, Jason, the past two episodes. If I'm a little more, more surly this episode, you'll understand why. And if you're a new listener, Sorry to drop all that stuff on you, but someone who I never drop on people. You like this segue? Someone who's always a stand-up kind of guy. Everyone give it up for our newest Patreon supporter walking into Dead Rabbit Command. It's Grant Bonnet. Woo! Giving him, giving him a big round of applause. He's walking in. Ooh, and he brought a massage table with you. Oh, perfect. I'm going to lay down on this massage table. We're going to do the entire episode of Dead Rabbit Command. No, granted, I'm going to toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're headed all the way out to jolly old England. Granton. hopefully you can fly us out on this Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're headed out to... Narsboro, that's in North Yorkshire, England, and over in this area there's the River Nid. So we're walking down this trail. There's babbling brook, fish like swimming and stuff. There's probably like a bear trying to eat one, stuff like that. Just a nature scene, right? And by this area there's this unique feature. It's basically like a little waterfall. So the water, you (laughs) I don't have to describe what a waterfall is. What this place is, is it's known as the Petrifying Well. It's a waterfall. I don't know why they don't call it the Petrifying Waterfall. But anyways, I'm not British. Maybe it makes sense over there. Maybe there's a translation error between British English and real English. So you have... This waterfall and people would be bathing in it, but at a certain point, people figured out something else. So imagine every week you go there and you're like getting all this water on you. You're like, oh yeah, I feel just like so hard. I can't move. My, I can't move my arms anymore. But that means it's working. And while you're there, you go, oh, and I forgot. Lil lass, lil lass Alice gave me this teddy bear, and she said, take it with you. Take it with you to the healing pond. My teddy bear has horrible back pain, and oh, I'll just leave the teddy bear here. When he comes back next week, the teddy bear is turning to stone. And this well, this waterfall, actually does turn things to stone. This is very well known. I'm not making this up. This is not a muscle relaxer-induced hallucination. What this is, people, st- <laughs> once they discovered this, people stopped using it as a healing point. But the water is so heavy with minerals... That if you leave something underneath this waterfall, it will become encrusted in a stone-like casing. Remember like that chocolate stuff that you put on your ice cream in it? Hard shell ice cream, hot chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> Jason, please don't record an episode when you're this sick. Go, go rest. So you people... Uh, okay, so let me try to explain this. This is totally real. The minerals come off of the waterfall, and they infuse, like, say, a bicycle, which is an actual example. Someone brought their bicycle there. The bicycle now has a rocky exterior, so now you have a rock-covered bicycle. You could also take uh, teddy bears there, (laughs) and now even I know this isn't making any sense. You can take teddy bears there. Most people take teddy bears to this fountain, to this waterfall, and you let the water drip all over the teddy bear, and then the teddy bear turns to stone. And people like to use teddy bears because... uh, Let me back up here. Okay, so what happens is... (laughs) Oh my God, if this is your first episode, this is your first episode, I promise they're all not like this. Go back and listen to yesterday's episode for my remaining listeners. Imagine Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? You have a chicken and you dip it in flour and 11 herbs and spices, and then you put it into the fryer. And when you pull it out, it's still chicken... With crust, the the fried crust is on top of it, but once you eat the crust, the chicken inside remains chicken. So it's the same thing with this. It's a bicycle that gets, gets 11 herbs and spices, 11 minerals, pouring all over it, and it creates this rocky exterior to it. Now, if you smash the rocky exterior, the bike is still there. The reason why people like to take teddy bears there is because they're porous. So both the inside and the outside, it basically becomes a statue instead of a teddy bear. This is what I think is so interesting about this. Magic is real. 100% magic is real. This is magical. But you go, Jason, no, we actually know how this works. It's the minerals. It's very, very high mineral content water. It's like rolling over limestone. And it's basically... It, when, when I say that it turns into stone, it, you can t- turn a teddy bear into a statue in about two to three months. It's the same technique how stalactites appear, how it's just those minerals growing, 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 and then you got a big spike right over your head. It's the same thing. It does it very quickly. This is magic. And you go, no, 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 Jason, magical. That's not magical because we know how to do that. That's science. That's science. But this was magical for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. People considered this place. Magical. First they bathed in it, and then once they realized that it turned things to stone, they stopped bathing in it and just started throwing teddy bears in the water, top hats and stuff like that. This is magic. This is magic, right? And you go, no, Jason, this is science. This is actually the definition of science. We know what causes it. It's a highly mineralized water. We know how it works. We can measure it. We can study it. We can replicate it. But magic is, I believe that magic exists, and magic is just things that science hasn't been able to figure out yet. The reason why I wanted to tell this story is because I do believe that magic exists. And I believe that the only thing that separates, like, the world of the paranormal, I use that word all the time because it's a defining word, but I believe that the paranormal is normal. We just can't explain it scientifically yet. Yet. We can't explain ghost scientifically or demon scientifically or telekinesis, remote viewing. I believe that someday we will be able to. Personally, I could care less whether or not other people believe in it. I'm never trying to prove this stuff. But if back, let's say 100 years ago, someone tried telling you that they had access to all the written works of civilization at the touch of a button, in the palm of their hand, if someone told you, I have access to all of the great writings and a lot of lousy writings as well. And not only that, but I can instantly communicate with almost anyone on the planet, wherever they're at. You'd call that person a sorcerer. But we all can do that right now. We have access to the internet. It's magical. It's magical and it's so interesting because what happens is we create something magical and have a scientific reason behind it and go, but this isn't magic. This is electrons moving around. This is cables put down that's able to send your voice across the planet. The planet! It's not magical. That ghost, that's magical. This isn't magical. This, we have science to prove this. And like the petrifying waterfall, the scientific answer was always there. It was always there. But until we learned to measure it, we called it magic. And the second we were able to measure, oh, this is how we measure the minerals in water, we go, oh, but that's not magic. This is science. But that other thing over there, that haunted bridge, now that's magic. I honestly think that the paranormal is normal. And it is so weird how much magical things we do. I walk to the bank. I I don't even walk to the bank. I walk to a robot built into a wall and say, I want $80 and money appears. That's magical. Up until up until 1980s, that was insane. You wouldn't ever think that would be possible. I could get money out of a brick. I could get money out of a piece of plastic put inside a brick wall. And if you went back 500 years, they'd be like, that's absolutely impossible. What you're talking about is black magic. I, I find stories like this super interesting. I do think that someday... We'll look back and we'll be like, oh, yeah, ghosts? No, we're totally able to communicate with the afterlife. It's normal. Like, we know exactly how this happens because when you die, you're actually this frequency and you're kind of floating around. And we just never knew the right frequency to t- tune into. But now we've built these devices. Of course, you can talk to people after the dead. I think that's just going to continue to happen. The paranormal is actually normal. We just don't have the tools to measure it yet. And the second we do come up with some of when telepathy, if telepathy ever becomes a big thing, they'll be like, oh, yeah, of course, telepathy. Duh. We just didn't know how to work it. We didn't know how to tune into the brain frequencies and blah, 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 blah. We build devices that can look at your bones while your skin's still on them. Oh, that's not magical, Jason. That's x-rays bouncing around in your body. that That's what will happen. The answer to faster than light travel, the answer to the law of attraction when we figure this stuff out as a society, as a civilization, we'll go, I can't believe it took them so long to figure this out. For 500 years, they didn't know what was going on with this well, and then they figured it out, that it has this minerals in the water. That's how it'll be with a lot of paranormal phenomenon. Okay. Grant, I feel so sorry for Grant Grant's in this weird-ass episode. Grant, let's go ahead and you the keys of the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind this petrifying waterfall in England. We're headed all the way out to an old man's house. As we're flying out there, I wanted to do a really quick Dead Rabbit Recommends real quick. I saw this movie the other day called The Revenant. Now, not that Leonardo DiCaprio one where the bear rapes him. The Revenant is the story of... This is one of those movies that you put in and you watch and you have no idea how it's going to end at all. And I would say that every time there was an act change from act one to two and then two to three, those were shocking. I had no... When I put the movie in, I didn't even know what the movie was about. I do this all the time. I watch movies. I have no idea what they're about. This movie is about a Revenant, a ghoul, Basically, this guy dies in the Middle East. He's like in Afghanistan or something. He dies, and when his body is shipped back to the United States, he comes back to life. And he is a ghoul, a vampire, a zombie. How He actually has won a bunch of awards for Best Vampire Movie and Best Zombie Movie because it's really hard to classify it. And it is a movie about this guy who comes back, and he's in the United States, and he needs to drink human blood to survive. And it's a comedy? And as the movie progresses, it's it's, it's actually a pretty funny comedy, but as the movie progresses, it stops being funny and gets super dark. And I have to say, it's probably one of the most realistic vampire movies that I've seen. Because what's so fascinating about it is when he realizes, he doesn't know what he is, and eventually they have that part where they learn the rules, like this is what a revenant is, this is how a revenant survives, this is how you kill a revenant and none of the rules are right. None of them, like, they're told all this stuff, and none of it's right, and I thought, that's actually how it would be. You would go to what you saw in movies and read in books, but who's to say any of that's accurate? A lot of times in movies or shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Sinister, the rules are correct, because in this universe, this creature existed. But in this movie... It's in the real world. There's no such thing as a Revenant in the real world. So they're going off of myths and fables and movies they saw, and none of the rules are right. So that was a really cool detail as the movie was going on. And then when the movie ended, I watched the final scene, and I go, I had no no clue this is how the movie was going to end. It's one of those movies that's such a fun journey, and even the plot changes throughout the movie. I go, I guess we're watching this kind of movie now. Really, really good movie. And the fact that it's called The Revenant probably makes it really hard to find, but I'll put the trailer in the show notes. If you're looking for a cool horror comedy, I mean, that's one way you could classify it, but it actually moves through different genres throughout the film. The Revenant, directed by Cary Pryor. Really, really good movie. Dead Rabbit recommends The Revenant. Grant, go ahead and keep flying this Carpenter Copter. We're flying over this neighborhood. And you see that little house there let's land let's land a couple houses away because we don't want to scare this dude i want to give a shout out to the bro magnan that was the person who posted this story originally or brought brought it to my attention i never heard of this story this is a really really good one so thanks for putting that out there so we're at this house and inside lives an elderly man he's disabled he's living on a fixed income he's just trying to make ends meet you know he's Reaching the end of his life, and you just—that's really the time you want to be the most comfortable. When you're a kid, you run out and you go on adventures. When you're middle-aged, like myself, your back goes out and you're stuck at home. And then when you're elderly, you just kind of want, you know, things to end peacefully, and, and maybe not even for a while, but just to for things to work out. I hope you can tell by the sound of my voice this the story's a little depressing. This elderly man, he's been leaving these reviews for Amazon products that he's buying. He goes by the online handle of Samina. We're just going to call him Sam. And he has these reviews, and all of this is going to be in the show notes. You can look at him. He has these reviews he's written about all these products. He's written around 22 reviews in total. Pretty normal stuff. He reviewed a skillet that he bought. It can cook up to 12 eggs. That's a lot. I'm glad that he's Gaston. He has to eat 12 eggs every morning he's a huge fan of the movie the pelican brief huge fan of the movie the pelican brief i don't know why i said that twice (laughs) just for a fact because he's probably the only fan of that movie my grandma was a huge fan of primal fear my grandma if whenever richard Gere would appear in anything any anything (laughs) she would basically stop what we were watching and tell us about how good primal fear was she loved that movie but anyways on April 14th, 2021, though, he left the review that's been getting a lot of attention. He left it for a product called Evernary Glass Break Alarms. It says anti-theft alarm. Obviously, you can also tell if your glass is broken because they fall on the ground. You're like, oh, they're not supposed to be there. Someone must have broken in sight. They're these very, very loud alarms. They're like 126 decibels. They come in a three-pack. So if you've ever wanted to deafen people in three rooms, this is the way to go. And Sam leaves a review for these alarms, and he said he's placed them on five of his windows. Now, again, it's a three-pack, so I'm wondering, either he's really, he's really bad at math, or he's bought 15 of these and put three on each window, and you're thinking, why would an LD? I mean, obviously, you know, you should have an alarm system in your house. It's probably a good idea. But do you need 15 of them? 15 of them. So he, he's buying a lot of these things, and he explains why. He leaves a review. He really likes these alarms. He gave them, I think, five stars. He goes, I've tried a lot of alarms in my life, but these are the best. These are the best alarms. Uh, the other alarms I bought, um, they would f- get thrown at me. They didn't go off. <laughs> they didn't go off as they were flying through the air, but these alarms, no one's thrown at me yet. And you're like, what? Wait, wait. If someone's throwing an alarm at you, they're already in your house. So do not you just see the guy dressed up in the ski mask, and he's like, I didn't bring a hammer, I didn't bring a weapon with me, but good thing these alarms are aerodynamic. How is this guy even breaking into the first place and throwing these alarms at you? Well, Sam answers, it's the guys. Come on. You know the guys. They also took my curtain rod once. I was walking around my house, and they took a curtain rod out of the window, and they smashed me in the head with it. Those guys did that. like, what in the world are you talking about? He says, listen, man, this might sound crazy. Because the police don't believe me. No one believes me. But you'll believe me. I can tell. I can tell from that confused look on your face that you'll believe me. They're in my attic. They're living up in that crawl space up in my house. And every night, every day, really, it seems like I don't even get to enjoy my life here in this house. They crawl out of the attic, and they uh, steal things from me. It's weird what they steal, I understand. It's really weird. Like, I have money, and you'd think, why don't they steal my money? What they steal is the little things. They'll steal food, which, of course, people in the attic have to eat, too. I get it. But they steal food. They steal my shoes clothes, dog collars. What, what are they going to do? Do they got a dog up there? See, they're doing it just to, just to drive me insane. But I'm not insane. I'm not insane. But I come home and I notice that these things are missing. I don't even know why I say come home. Sometimes I go into one room and when I come back to my living room, my drink is gone. So now I have to go to the fridge to get a new drink because the people in the attic stole the drink. And I'm thinking I got to keep them from walking around in my house. So these ever nary alarms are the best. You can't climb in and out of the windows anymore. I know from that look on your face, you're wondering, are people really invisible? Well, I guess I shouldn't say they're invisible as much as you can't see them you're like, isn't that the same thing? No, 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 no. See, what happens is they have this clever thing where they will set off an alarm on the opposite side of my house. And I will go to check out that alarm because I figured I finally caught one of these dudes. And as I'm walking through the house to get to that alarm and shut off that alarm, by the time I return to the room I was previously in, something is gone. I can tell what it is right away. For some reason, they also like to steal one-of-a-kind personalized items to myself. So it doesn't they're not just stealing for function, they're just stealing to steal and the cops don't believe me. I keep calling the police and they don't believe me. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm a crazy old man. They won't even come over to my pelican brief viewing party anymore. Now I don't understand why they're doing this to me. I'm I live in a high crime I live in an area there are a lot of drug deals around. I I think maybe my house is being used as some drug dealer's headquarters. But I have no proof of that. I don't believe that insane theory. What? Do I look like a madman? But it's just something I can't think. Because here's the other thing. They're using advanced technology against me. They're using advanced technology against me. One, I have fire alarms in my house, as everyone should. And my fire alarms have Wi-Fi built into them. And they are using the Wi-Fi in the fire alarms to affect other things in my house. And I can't disconnect the fire alarms because then I could die in a fire. So I just have to deal with it. But I have to buy things that don't have any other internet activity. Like I have to disconnect my Wi-Fi before I go to bed from my computer. Because otherwise they'll be sneaking around on my computer. They'll be erasing all of my high scores. But it's not just that level of technology that they use. Sometimes, let's say their alarm trick doesn't fool me. Let's say that the alarm goes off on the other side of the house and I say, I'm not leaving. I'm going to let that alarm, (laughs) I'm going to let that 126 decibel alarm play all night long. Neighbors be damned. I'm not leaving the room. Then, they get mad. Not throwing alarms at me mad. I'll start to see the stars. I'll be standing there in my living room and a million twinkling stars will appear. They'll flood my vision. They're so bright. I can barely see. And then the wavy lines. My vision becomes bright and sparkling. The waves crash over my retinas. I can't make sense of anything. The whole world becomes a blur. And they still grab something right out of the room I'm in. They blind me and sneak in. If I avoid the alarm trap, if I stay in the room, they use advanced technology against my brain to blind me so they can run into the room and grab what they want. And sometimes... They'll just create holograms in front of me, things that can't exist I see in my house. And the police call me crazy. I'm not crazy. There is someone in the attic. So why would they use such advanced technology against me? I know that this isn't stuff you I know this isn't stuff you can buy on Amazon. Why? I'm just an old man, I'm just an old disabled man. I don't have anything. I really don't have anything. Why are they using this technology against me? Why are they using this advanced, borderline magical technology against me? And he goes, I know I'm not crazy. I know all of this stuff that I put into this Amazon review, which makes me sound like a lunatic, but I'm not. He goes, listen, I know I'm not crazy because my dogs react to it too. But I can't say they're all bad. I I, I guess they are all bad because they're blinding me and stealing my stuff. But listen, I'm on a fixed income. I can't afford to buy stuff. And I remember I went to the store and I bought my dog a new dog collar and they took it. And I remember I was walking around the house. I don't have any money. I'm pleading to them, please give me the dog collar back. Like I I cannot go down to buy another one of these. Just please. You can have the food. You can have the shoes. Just give me the dog collar back. And sure enough, one day I walk into a room in my house. And there's a bag sitting there. And I open up the bag and inside that bag is the dog collar. And it was not in a room when I had bought that dog collar. I never took it into that room. I left it in the living room, let's say, and it ended up in the bedroom. I never took it into the bedroom. Police, <laughs> reviewers of Amazon Reviews. Please realize I'm not insane. There's no other rational explanation for any of this. Nobody believes me. My dogs sense it, but unfortunately, dogs aren't good witnesses in court. The police don't believe me. Nobody believes me. And this is completely affecting my well being. I'm an old man and I'm losing weight rapidly. I can't sleep. I can't eat. One, because I'm so worried. <laughs> Two, because they keep stealing my food. And I don't want to go out and buy more food and then bring it in, put it in the fridge, and then just to take it anyways. I, it's not that I just don't want to buy food. I don't want to buy anything because they take it. But these alarms, these evanary glass break alarms, seem to be stopping them. At least from coming in through my windows. I like these alarms. Five stars. Here's a quote from the end of his review. Quote, I don't know what to do. Anyone has any suggestions, please share them with me. My window alarms work great if their signal frequency isn't disrupted. They are very sensitive and loud. I highly recommend them for an intruder who doesn't set up camp in your home. Best wishes for all. Every detail that I read that w- was from that review. This review is like three, four paragraphs long. It's huge. And Sam lays out the story I just told you. The holograms, getting blinded by these guys, the alarms making him run from room to room, all of this stuff disappearing. Insane, right? And the stuff falling on him, the people are thrown. Th- this is one of those stories, like, obviously... We're a paranormal podcast, so we could easily go down the route. (laughs) There is a poltergeist in his house. There is some sort of interdimensional mob boss living in his house. He's like, in this reality, I fight Spider-Man. But over here, I just annoy an old man in his attic. Which is all well and good, right? Those are all fun. But this dude, I think, is suffering from some serious mental illness. It's so fascinating, isn't it, right? That when we're reading this story, his memory could be so shot that he's bringing this stuff home, misplacing it, and then he assumes the people in the attic are doing that. And then he becomes so nervous and so worried about what are they going to steal today that he then is not clearly thinking and he's forgetting stuff even more because he's stressed about something else. There's also the possibility that his memory could be so shot that he's like, oh, they're not going to steal this. I better hide this. And he hides it and then he forgets that he hid it. And I'm not even talking about dementia or Alzheimer's. Like, he's just so worked up. He's he's buzzing on such a high frequency that he's stealing his own stuff. You know, that's one possibility. The other possibility is he does have some sort of mental illness. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I will go ahead and diagnose this guy. He probably does have some sort of mental illness at this point, but... It's it's so fascinating to me how the human brain works and how it doesn't work. Because all of us lose stuff. All of us lose stuff from time to time. But this guy's losing this guy's losing his food. I've never misplaced food before. And how scary that would be, right? Like how scary that would be to be elderly not just not just elderly. You can live a fulfilling life, but to be elderly and alone in this house and think that this phenomenon is happening. He's not even talking about ghosts, right? He's not talking about some sort of paranormal phenomenon. He actually believes that people are in his attic. And he doesn't specifically say, I was reading from pretty much my notes from his his um, Amazon review, he doesn't specifically say, but what I think the implication is is they don't live in his attic all the time. Like, that's a base that they sneak in and out of his house. That's why he has the alarms on the windows to keep them from sneaking back in once they've left. I think that's kind of the implication there. But he doesn't actually say that, and that would... That's, that's still insane, right? That's still so bizarre to think that, but and so it's not like a haunted house is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, most people go, oh, no, my house is only haunted at night during the day. The ghost roams the neighborhood and haunts the local 7-Eleven. Like, the house itself is haunted. He's not looking at this as a haunting or some sort of interdimensional or aliens or anything like this. He thinks it's biological humans that are using his house and have access to all this technology. And they're tormenting him. It's like gang-stalking home edition, right? This is basically the home version, the board game of the gang-stalking world where they're actually in his house and he's there. But how terrifying would that be to suffer from this type of mental distress? And you're calling the police and you know the police dread seeing that phone number pop up. They're like, oh, not this guy again. Because I'm sure he's a kindly old man, right? I'm sure when that officer picks up the phone... When he's talking to this guy, on the one hand, the officer is reminded of their own grandpa, right? Their own uncle who was elderly and lived alone. Oh, you know, they got to be nice to the old guy. They know what it's like. We're going to be old someday. And at the same time, they know he's off his rocker. So you have to balance those two things. You just can't keep sending patrol units out there because they remind you of Papa. (laughs) There's a bunch of gangland shootings across the street. And they're like, well, we wanted to wanted to go cheer this dude up. It's scary and and, but in his world see the police just don't care nobody believes him he's reviewing a product on amazon talking about how much he loves these alarms and he's like can anyone help me not knowing that you can't respond to stuff on amazon and he probably was checking the review a couple times waiting to see someone with some advice and no one was ever able to reach out to him well, I guess nobody really cares. Old man, old crazy man. <laughs> Time to watch the Pelican Brief again. It's weird, too, because when you look at all the reviews, they're all so normal. Like, I almost was expecting this to be an ARG when I first saw it. Or just, like, an obvious proof of, like, just a long-term schizophrenia. No, all of the reviews are normal except for this one. Which makes it even sadder, Right. So this guy isn't like completely insane. He may never be completely insane. This may be the limit of it. But whatever this mental distress is, it's driving him nuts. It's driving him to an early grave. He can't eat. He can't sleep because he thinks invisible people or people he can't see. Real people are doing these things to him. And then the the thing about them giving back the dog a collar what a weird detail right if the stuff just constantly kept disappearing then you could say well he must be losing it or never bought it in the first place, and his memory is just not right. But the fact that they brought it back... And again, you could say, no, he put it in the bag and took it in another room and forgot about it and all that stuff. But the way he tells it, he loses the dog... Or the dog collar is stolen, he asks for it back, and then it appears in another room he wasn't in in the bag. Like, if that part is true, that does make you start to think, is there a biological or paranormal answer for this? This is one of those stories where the creepier answer is not the paranormal answer, right? I mean, if it was a ghost doing all this stuff, he could get an exorcist, he could move, he could do this, he could do that, he could take care of it, right? But if it's a man in mental distress and he doesn't have anyone to take care of him or anyone to tell him, hey, you need to get this, you need to go see a professional, that's way sadder. It's a lot harder to fix. I hope this is a ghost story. I really, really do hope this is a ghost story because otherwise, it's the story of an old man dying in his house. But not just dying in his house, he's dying and he's worried. He's dying and he's fearful. He's dying and he is so alone in the world. In his world, the only place he could tell this story was in the review section on Amazon. DeadRabbitRadio@gmail.com at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one.